Hey, welcome to my Fields Community Church Sermon Extra. Great to have you with us once again this week. I'm here with Pastor Nick Cady, who's the pastor of Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont, Colorado. And we are just wrapping up our vision series as we began this year. Uh, just a great foundation, great trajectory that uh, these sermons, each one of them, that you can set in your church, set in your life into the in the right direction. And if you missed any of them, whitefieldschurch.com. You can go there and download them, um, our podcasts, any of those places, just great. We started out with a vision for the future, then a vision for the city, a vision for your situation, right? right. Yep. Vision for the church. And this past week, we started out with a vision for others. And we found ourselves in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, which first was it? Verse... 16 and 17. Verse 16 and 17, not to regard others in the flesh. And uh, from now and therefore we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And I think you brought up some amazing points and had even had some discussions with people after church that we are not our function. We are not a function. And it's very important that we view ourselves through the lens of we are children of the living God, we are new creations, and that's our starting point. And I, I think that was very important. We are, we are not our function. But but you do mention that the Bible does, God does call us certain things. And in, in Ephesians, he, he does call us some things. You were going to mention yeah, some of those. I think those. the labels that God gives people in the Bible are really important. And one of the things that we were trying to say yesterday was just this. Labels are, have a lot of power in the way that they cause us to think. You know, it's been said that words shape worlds. And I think that's true in how we label people or how we categorize them in our mind. I think that we're constantly doing that. It helps us be able to navigate our world, right? It helps us be able to understand where people stand. But we have to be really careful in how we label ourselves, you know, and how we label other people. Because not only does that label help you maybe put somebody in your mind in a certain category, it can be really dangerous for a few reasons. It can make you think, for example, that, um, you know, somebody's um, fixed in a certain place where, you know, what the Bible would say is something really important, that people can change by the power of God. Uh, I don't think that people naturally change this on their own, but by the power of God, we can be transformed. That's one of the core fundamental elements of the gospel. And so we want to make sure that as we label people or as we categorize them, we don't uh, get static in our thinking. We, we keep that in mind that according to the Bible, by the gospel, uh, by the power of the gospel, by the power of the spirit, people can be transformed and change. People are dynamic in that way. But um, the other thing is that some of the labels that God gives us are super important. And I, I think about Gideon, you know, being called something which he was not doing at that moment, right? So he's called valiant, but in the moment he's not acting valiantly. And what God is calling him to do is live into a particular identity. Now that's seen in the New Testament as well, where um, like in Ephesians, God tells us a lot of things about ourselves, right? That we've been, uh, God has chosen to put his love on us. God has, um, you know, known us. God does all these things. He has called us to be children and uh, sons and daughters of God, all these things. And those become labels now through which we are to view ourselves. And what that means is that, you know, is something I'm doing, is this an anomaly? Is this who I really am? Or is this just what I'm doing at the moment? I remember a conversation with my dad, actually, and uh, it was it was a really good conversation. I remember I was living in Hungary once, and I, I came back to visit, and I was telling him about somebody who uh, was a public figure who had uh, come out, like some he had been caught doing something bad. 
And I remember saying to my dad that uh, this person, I said something along the lines of, I guess he showed his true colors or showed who he really was. And my dad just so, you know, gently and, and uh, he didn't really correct me. He just said, what if that's not who he is? What if that's just something he did? And I was like, in that moment, I was like, no, he's right. You know, um, we got to be really careful by defining who somebody is um, by the things that they do. And so what we have is so nice in the gospel is that in Christ, we have a, an identity that's very clearly defined. Um, and you are not what you do, right? Like I was saying, if, if I defined my wife's identity according to the things that she does, that would be, be cruel. It would not be fair, right? To say that the entirety of who she is is, you know, the things that she does during the day. No, of course, she's more than that. All of us are more than the things that we're doing at any given time. So, yeah, that's really important. You know, one thing I was thinking is that, um, that with God, you could say that identity or sonship or um, belonging is more important than function in a lot of ways, right? So God didn't save us just so that he would have an army of doers, right? Hands to do his things. He can get his things done without us if he wants to. Um, but rather, God redeemed us for a relationship, and that's really important to keep in mind, that we're, we are much more than our functions. Our functions are absolutely important, um, but that's not the entirety of what makes us who we are. But we have that defined for us in the gospel. Yeah, totally. And, and I think God, God taught me this lesson in, through this distinct thing that happened to me way back a few years ago when I was going to Chilibert's, you know, the big, the big uh, camp they used to have there in Hungary and all the churches would come around and I was supposed to lead worship for that whole week and um, and I, I showed up you know pack a bags away everybody's down at the court playing basketball so I go down there and I'm, I'm playing basketball and and I I sprained my finger really bad on my left hand and I didn't think anything of it anything of it I'm just you know and it started to swell up and I realized I have to play mm-hmm. guitar all week yeah and uh, that whole night, I had my hand in the air. I had ice on and everything. Well, needless to say, I couldn't play guitar that week at all. Yeah. I had to get somebody else to play guitar. I had to sing through a microphone. And I realized in that moment that my whole identity was wrapped up in being a guitar player and being all this, you know, being this persona of a worship leader and all this kind of thing. And that God spoke and said, that's not who you are. Mm. That's That's... That's the tool that I'm using for my glory, you know. And I and I had a conversation with yesterday yesterday with somebody about this topic is that our function, what we do as humans, that's God's tools. That's what he's using for the gospel, using for his glory. Those things he's given you to do, but that's not who you are. Yeah. You know, that's not the essence. You are a child of God, you are a new creation. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a, it's a it's a really really good lesson. And I in that same conversation, I'm like my father, when people would say, well, that's Alan's son, you know, that carried a lot of weight when, 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 when people referred to me that and referred to me as that. And the same with my son, you mm-hmm. know, when, when I was in ministry, well, that's Mike's, Mike Payne's son. Yeah. You know, that carried a lot of weight. Well, I am the son of God. You know, I'm the son of the father. I'm a child of God, you know, and I'm a new creation in him. That carries a lot of weight. And sometimes we put that aside for the things that we do. Man, there's so much that can be said on this topic. Uh, Now, so I was just in Austria. Uh, I was there last week um, at a Pastors and Leaders Conference. 
And two things uh, come up out of this, maybe three, and I'll try and make them brief. One of them is on this topic, you know, one of the people that I was working with over there was a, a friend of ours, both of ours, named Nick. And, um, you know, a few years ago, Nick um, did some things that really hurt some people in his life, and it hurt his own ministry, and he had to step out of ministry for a while. And um, and now, you know, he's been restored, and he's he's back in ministry. He's leading this, this castle in, in Austria and doing great things again. And on that topic, one of the one of the workshops that was done at this conference was by another friend of ours, Jordan Taylor, uh, who was there, and it was on the topic of reconciliation. And I thought that was such, such a really interesting topic, it's not one that I've ever heard a workshop on at a pastor's conference, but it was one on uh, re- reconciliation and restoration. And what he was saying is essentially that we want to be a movement of churches that are restorative, um, that seek reconciliation. And he was pointing to um, Galatians and 5 and 6 and showing how there's this kind of power dynamic in the Roman Empire. And what Paul is calling people in Galatia to do is to live counterculturally to that because of the resurrection of Jesus. And the way that manifests itself will be in the restoration of broken people and people who have sinned and made mistakes. And I would say there was probably a time in my um, life and thinking when I would have said, you know, hey, look, if you're in ministry and you sin greatly, um, you should just not be in ministry anymore. And you should just accept that. And I think my point was just to say that some people's identity gets so wrapped up in ministry that they um, maybe they need to step out of it and embrace an identity of being a child of God. I don't think that's wrong, but I do think that um, where where I've kind of come around, especially from Jordan's talk and uh, and things I've seen with Nick, is that I think that we want to be a, a restorative movement, you know, and we want to say, uh, on the one hand, where I was saying your identity shouldn't be in your ministry, I would also want people to say. Neither should your identity be defined by your past mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that was part of our sermon yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was looking at that. People really had a hard time accepting Paul because of his past mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's part of the gospel is that we're in, in Christ, we're a new creation. You're not defined by your past mistakes, whether that's a past divorce, whether mm-hmm. it's a past, you know, whatever it might be. Um, and on that topic of, you know, you're talking about being a worship leader and your identity and that, that was one of the things I talked about this conference was um, a time in my life when we were planting a church in Hungary. And, you know, I, I realize now in retrospect, and I think I realized at the time in part, but now a lot in retrospect, mm-hmm. that um, that what can happen when you wrap your identity up so much in something is that you begin to act out of fear. And, and the reason is because you can't afford to lose that thing because the thing you do creates your identity. So in a way, you stop doing that thing for the sake of the thing and you start using that thing. Mm-hmm. And, and the example I would use is that I, I can think back to the time when we were first planting a church. I was so excited you know, to be a pastor and to be a missionary and all these things in a, in a good, positive way. But then it, it kind of started to, to turn in a bad way where, um, you know, my whole life was just an emotional roller coaster based on, you know, the church. How is the church doing emotionally mm-hmm. good? Then I'm doing good. If something goes wrong, then I'm crushed, right? And um, and I think this is not just true of church ministry, right? Many of our listeners, maybe you're a parent, maybe you have a job, and if you ride this emotional roller coaster because if you build your identity on it, then what if you lose that job? What if the parenting doesn't go the way that you hoped mm-hmm. it would? 
um, you end up living out of fear because you need that thing, right? So in my case, a pastor missionary, right? Well, if, let's say, the church doesn't go well, well, then I, I don't just lose my job. I lose my identity. Mm-hmm. If my, I, I stop being a pastor, I stop being a missionary, my, my identity is then, now I'm a failure, right? So I have to have my identity rooted in something that can't change or else I'm going to act out of fear, you know, my, and my fear is that I'm going to lose that thing that gives me my identity, and then what, right? Then what will I be? And who will I be? I will lose that. And, um, and so I got to the point where I, I said, like, in this message, that I realized that I wasn't just doing ministry and ministering to people. I was using ministry and using people to give me a sense of affirmation. And that's not healthy it's not healthy for me and guess what it's not healthy for anybody on any side Mm -hmm. right and that same thing's true parenting right i think that you can get to the point where you're doing things um and you're using it um as opposed to just doing it for the sake of the thing Mm -hmm. tim keller calls it the work beneath our work and you know um what happens though is that when you root your identity in christ then you're actually free. You're free to do that thing just for the sake of it rather than using it to try to affirm you. And you can just do it. And it's much more freeing and you can actually enjoy it for what it is rather than desperately needing it to give you some sense of affirmation. You know, some people work um, because they love their job, but there are some people who overwork not because they like their jobs or because of any other reason other than they're overworking because they're using their job mm-hmm. to give them a sense of affirmation. They do it. People do it with children. People do it with hobbies. People do it. anything you can imagine. Martin Luther said, "Right, a human heart is an idle factory. We'll take anything, turn right. it into an idol." So, oh yeah, no, there's a lot of rich stuff in in this particular topic in so many directions. Mm-hmm. And the question for you today would be, where is your identity? Is it in Christ? Are you a child of God today? And uh, something to think through, you know, what do you filter your life through? Is it through that great truth? Is some faltering thing that you, you, some shaky foundation that you might have in your life? So great things. If you missed that sermon on Sunday, whitefieldschurch.com, go over there. You can download it on YouTube, uh, any kind of podcast, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music. We're on all of them. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again uh, next week. And may God bless you.